Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Shop, click, drive at robertsrobinson.com. Let's talk a little baseball. On Friday, the Royals play their first game of spring training against, of course, the Texas Rangers, a team they share the complex with in Surprise, Arizona. So no surprise there. That's what will be taking place. Daniel Lynch gets the start the first time out for the Royals. We'll project that Brady Singer will be the opening day starter, and they'll go ahead and look at the date of the opener and start working Brady Singer toward that, although Matt Cotuero, the new manager for the Royals, has not said anything of the sort about what his rotation will be, who the opening day starter is, or anything like that. Oddly enough, this offseason, the Royals defeated Brady Singer in arbitration. Not always a good thing to go to arbitration against your player and beat them and keep them from making more salary. Brady Singer will make about $3 million this year. Of course, you know that's very cheap for an opening day starter. Brady Singer has shown at times that he can be an absolute dominant number one if he can find a way to bring that in the majority of his starts. The Royals really have something in Brady Singer. That will be something we'll look for in 2023 to see if we can get consistency out of Brady Singer. Start in and start out. He was terrific last year, but there would be an obvious thought that there's more progression coming. One of the things that will be taking place this year is a bunch of rules changes. So before we get into what the Royals have this year and what their lineup is, and it probably won't won't motivate you or thrill you or excite you, we all recognize that the lineup itself and the defense from team to team, they do vary. There certainly are some very good hitting teams that hit a lot of home runs. There are some great defensive teams. The Royals were neither of those, really, uh, last year. They used to be a great defensive team, but they're not really that. I think we all know that the Royals taking the next step is going to be predicated on young pitchers getting better. This is not a new theme. This is not something you've never heard before. But they're counting on the new staff, Matt Cotuero and his assistants, to come in and do this. Part of it is a very subtle thing that you'll see this year, and that is Salvador Perez behind the plate moving up a few inches in order to not trick the umpire. We talk about framing pitches, the umpire's You see the catcher on a pitch that's a couple inches outside. Salvi will catch it and try to pull it back in and make it look like a strike. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is the Royals, apparently there were some metrics out there, and and this was noticed and, and talked about a lot. And Tampa Bay has been very good at being the best at some of these metrics. The Royals, the Royals are are advancing to becoming one of the most analytical teams in baseball. That's part of what this coaching change was. One of those things is for Salvador Perez to be less comfortable behind the plate. Yeah, I think we all watch Salvi play. He's a very comfortable player. He is several inches farther back from the plate than most catchers. I think any catcher would want to do that. I think any catcher just instinctively and naturally would want to be back as far as they can. One of the things they really focused on in Tampa was where is that glove without moving it, without jerking it back in, without whatever, and where is the umpire looking at all these pitches relative to other teams. And the Royals, I guess they pretty much figured out that umpires were back farther trying to call balls and strikes, and they believe pitches that were thrown, if there were a computerized strike zone, over the last few years with their younger pitchers, especially those that throw softer, guys that try to fool you, that those pitchers would have been more effective in throwing first pitch strikes and such on the corners had the Royals had a catcher up farther framing the pitch, properly framing the pitch. Not Again, not scamming the umpire. Now, keep in mind that when we get into these rules changes, one of the things that's taking place in the minor leagues this year is the automated strike zone, the robot umpire, if you will. 
that's definitely headed to Major League Baseball at some point. That will completely level the playing field. There will be no bias uh, amongst umpires between good teams, bad teams, good pitchers, good hitters, bad pitchers, bad hitters. There will be no more. And, and they're, look, they don't come in with bias. It just happens. And this has always happened in baseball. Umpires were afraid to call George Brett out on strikes back in the 1980s. They just wouldn't do it. They wouldn't call him out on strikes. They're like, if he looked at one on the corner, it had to be a ball. They trusted he knew the strike zone better than they did. That can happen in baseball, and it does happen. But for this year, the Royals believe their pitchers will benefit greatly from Salvador Perez moving up closer to the plate and having his glove a few inches closer to home plate so the umpire gets a better read of where the pitch actually was. That is one little thing that we'll see with the way the Royals play the game. The actual rule changes are as follows, and they're, they're not massive here. Okay, Well, they're massive maybe in their outcome, but it's nothing you need a pen and paper to write down. These are easy rules to remember. There's a pitch clock. It's 20 seconds with runners on base, but even better is it's 15 seconds when the bases are empty. 15 seconds when the bases are empty and the batter must be in the box at 08. If the batter is not in the box at 08, uh, he gets a strike assessed to him. There are other issues for pitchers where they'll be assessed with a balk or a ball or whatever, and the pitch timer goes off every single time. The pitcher is allowed two disengagements per batter. That means if there's a runner on, the pitcher can either step off the rubber or attempt a pickoff only twice per batter. So you're no longer going to see the old throw over to first base four times late in the game, drag the game out. That's going to be against the rules. That'll be against the rules. And basically, you can't throw over there a second time. If you throw over to first base a second time, then on every single pitch, the runner at first base knows you can't pick them off. So, I mean, once you've gone over there twice, it'll be so easy to steal a base, it'll be insane. Now you take a longer lead. He can't throw over. Once you're on, you can just go, right? And there's all kinds of things you can do here. So it's going to be fascinating to see what happens with the pitch timer and the disengagements from the pitcher. The third time they disengage, it's a balk. Pretty simple stuff. The shifts are gone in Major League Baseball. Four infielders are required for every batter. Four infielders, and they must play their designated position. The shortstop, for example, for a a left-handed hitter that pulls the ball a lot, you cannot switch your second baseman and shortstop. They can't switch positions. And you must have two of your infielders on each side of second base. This is reviewable by video replay. So your shortstop can be right out there by behind second base, but he has to be at least a foot to the left field side. And if he wants to move on the pitch and start moving on the pitch, you can. You can do that, but you have to be lined up properly. That's four infielders on the dirt, Four infielders on the dirt, four infielders, two of them on each side. Now, you can bring an outfielder in. If you want a fifth infielder, you can bring an outfielder in. They're not going to stop you from doing that. If you want to play, for example, on a a guy like Nicky Lopez, who has no pop in his bat, you want to bring a guy up and have him essentially be another infielder or, or, you know, way in, you can do that. You can do that all day long, but you can't jack with the infield. They're looking for more balls in play, creating base runners in the game. The bases themselves will be three inches bigger. They were 15-inch square bases. Now they're 18-inch square bases. That sounds like nothing. They did this initially for player safety. They're tired of getting feet tangled up. 
They're tired of uh, turning double plays, injury prone. I, I like this. They've again, they've done all these things in the in the minors, and I'll give you some numbers in a moment as to what it's created in the minors. Three inch bigger base. I want you to think about how many Royals games you've watched over the last few years that have been bang bang plays. Any bang bang play, anything that's good, anything that's gone to review at a base, any bang bang play that has happened that you've seen over the last five years, whether it's a tag that is so close you can't tell whether he's safe or he's out. It's a throw and you're watching the ball in the first baseman's glove. Is he safe or he's out? Every single one of those that you've seen reviewed over the last five years, the runner is safe. The runner's safe. Every single one of them. You now get three more inches of base to get there. So this will create some offense and create more base runners. And it's going to be fascinating to see how the Royals do this because they should be one of the better base-stealing teams. Here's what this has led to, 8,000 games in the minors with these rules. The average game is 25 minutes shorter. I think most people are on board with that. Look, I don't really, I've never really minded how long a game is. Certainly when the Royals were good and in postseason, you don't care how long the game is. What you care about is the game feels long. You don't like it when it feels like, oh my God, this game is dragging. This pitcher is so slow. Kurt Schilling made a great comment this week on his podcast. The former stud pitcher should be a Hall of Famer, but won't be because he's a conservative. Um, he made a great comment. He said, the pitch clock is only going to suck for crappy pitchers. <laughs> he said, good pitchers want to pitch. Good pitchers are ready to attack the strike zone, attack the hitter. This is not a problem for any good pitchers. He said, there's not a good pitcher in baseball that, that cares at all about this. A carpenter in St. Louis made some comments this week, said, hey, listen, I got sent down to the minors last year for a while in a rehab assignment, and I thought I'd hate the pitch clock, but I like it. It keeps everybody moving. The batter can't sit there and jack with me. It's not a cat and mouse game. I'm pitching. He's hitting. Let's go. That's good stuff, man. That's what baseball was intended to be. Baseball was never intended to be a chess game with a timer, with some sort of little egg timer, or, uh, hourglass timer there. Oh, you have two minutes to make your move. No, it was, I've got the ball. You've got a bat. Let's play. That's what the game was intended to be. And somehow it got so scientific that one of the things that was coveted by major league teams was hitters that could foul off pitches. And it became, well, he only hits 240, but man, he, his at-bats, he, he burns through a lot of pitches in his at-bats. You know, they would love the statistics. What is the average number of pitches per at-bat? They'd love that because the goal was always burn through the starting pitcher, get to the bullpen. And so teams would love batters that would sit there and could foul off pitches or would take pitches or go deep in the strike zone, and they would value that. For the fan, there is no value in that. The fan just wants to see action. The fan wants to see a ball pitched and a ball hit. We don't want to see it. I, if this works, it's great, because the only other alternative to saving baseball, we talked about this on vacation. I talked about it with my buddy Cato last week. I said the only other alternative, if this does not work at the major league level to, to increase the pace of the game, not the length, again, the pace of the game. If this doesn't work, the only thing they have left in their arsenal is starting with a 1-1 count. And my wife asked a great question. Well, why would you start with a 1-1 count? Why wouldn't you just say two strikes, you're out, three balls is a walk? I said, well, it just fundamentally changes the way people think of things. Just send the batter to the plate with a 1-1 count. You know, you don't want to change one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. We got too many things you can't change. You'd start with a 1-1 count. I think this has happened in a lot of little leagues to move games along and get kids more at bats. 
We've seen a lot of things like this at lower levels. And I think it would be a tremendous thing for baseball. It would, it would bring back the complete game. It would take, gosh, I think we calculated take at least 80 pitches out of a game for each team, right? We're, we're going to lose like 150 pitches a game if you do that. It'd be great. And then if they're going to sit there and foul off pitches and work the count and do whatever, we've missed the first two pitches of each count. And it, it, that is in the arsenal. I, I, I don't think that will happen in our lifetime, but it's sitting there for baseball to do to improve the, the fan experience, the viewership of the game. A lot of you are listening right now think that's completely radical. You think I'm off, I've lost my mind. I get it. Baseball's dying. It cannot continue to go on and get young fans and new fans playing the game the way it's been played for 150 years. You have to make changes. Football came along with the forward pass. Eventually, teams started passing, and now look what football is. Games change. There was a time where there was no three-point shot in basketball, and you couldn't dunk it in college. It was against the rules. Can't dunk it. Sorry. You got to change, man. You just got to change. So I like these new rules changes. 8,000 games played in the minors, 25 minutes shorter game. They saw a 10% increase in stolen base percentage. So stealing a base is about to get easier. That makes sense. You got three more inches. That's another reason for Salvi to move up, by the way. Think about it for a second. And stolen base attempts were up 25%. That seems low to me. It seems to me there ought to be way more stolen base attempts. I'm wondering what happens once the pitcher is thrown over to first base twice. This is just like an automatic steal at that point. Because you know he can't throw again or it's a balk. So I just, I'm, I'm fascinated by what's going to happen. It starts today. The Royals are playing the Rangers today. This starts today. There is zero tolerance. This is full on one month practice mode for everyone. For the umpires, for the people who manage the games up in the press box, with scoreboard and pitch clock and all that stuff. Batters, coaches, everyone. This is on beginning today with the Royals Rangers first game in Surprise, Arizona. It will be fascinating to look at the game times, the lengths of games. Will they have some exceptions in spring training? Yes. If you say, listen, my pitcher's hit his pitch count. I got, I got to go out here and pull him out. We got, we got, we're going to make a change in the inning. That's, that's too many pitch. They're going to let them do that in spring training. We won't see the same rules about a pitcher pitching an inning and all those things. I, d I don't think. They'll allow some things in spring training, but not related to these three rules. They're going to enforce them on every single at bat, and I'm excited about that. I'm excited that baseball has finally opened this up. I, you know, so many people were against instant replay. There was a time where you couldn't get a replay review, you couldn't see a replay on the jumbotron at Kauffman Stadium because the umpires union was pissed that they were showing up umpires inside the stadium. Well, I do believe over time what we've learned the last 20 years in sports is the more replay we see, the more appreciation we have for umpires and referees. We recognize that it's even harder than we thought. I think everybody believes that. I think this has actually helped men and women that officiate games, and it's been an absolute godsend. Brady Singer should be the opening day starter. Drew Waters was probably going to be the opening day center fielder. He's got an oblique injury, and Drew Waters is out six weeks, so I don't think he's going to start the season with the team. Probably be a rehab assignment, so the Royals' outfield is a mess. I guess that's where we start. Kyle Isbell will probably be the center fielder. MJ Melendez, maybe in left field. Nate Eaton in right. Oliveros in right. They've got, they got a bunch of different guys to play different places. They've got Franmil Reyes could be the DH. So we can just say Reyes, Melendez, Isbell, 
Eaton, Oliveros, between those guys, you're going to get three outfielders and a DH every day. I think Isbell is going to be locked in at center field just for defensive reasons. So I think he's going to be locked in there. But the, it, this is not a good sign. This is not, this is not what you want in your Major League Baseball team. That outfield, I didn't, I didn't impress you with any of that. We all like Melendez. We think he's a tremendous player, going to be a tremendous player. And in just 400 at-bats, 400-plus at-bats last year, he had 20 home runs and 65 RBIs. So we, we like Melendez. He's probably going to be the leadoff hitter. I think a lineup goes something like this, and I won't get into the outfielders because I don't think it matters. Melendez will lead off Bobby Witt Jr., bats second, Salvador Perez third, Vinny Pasquantino at first base, bats fourth. Oliveras probably bats fifth and plays in the outfield. He's got a little more pop in his bat than some. Isbell probably slots right in behind that. Hunter Dozier is back at third base. Michael Massey is your second baseman. And then again, we got to fill in the DH and the rest of the outfield there with a combination of Eaton and, and uh, Fran Mill Reyes. And we'll figure that out. There will be, we'll, we'll see a lineup from the game on Friday and we'll see lineups in spring training. We would expect Matt Quattrero will try to work with that a little bit and figure out exactly what he has there. The Royals believe this year that they have built a bullpen with a ton of arms. I'm going to be most interested in this coaching staff, and especially Cotrero, the manager, in finding out if he starts games with his bullpen. And the reason I find this fascinating is we know what happens the third time through with a starting pitcher. But let's be honest, if Brady Singer is your starter, how much more effective is Brady Singer if he starts in the third inning? And now he can go third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. If he goes six innings, one run, four hits, what if you brought your bullpen guys in early? Because we know we just know how baseball's played. We know how it drags out in the end. We know it's managed different late in the game. We know there are pinch runners, sacrifice bunts. They're doing all kinds of things they can to score a run late in the game to keep it from going to extra innings. Extra innings, the new rules and extra innings that we've had the last couple of years benefit bad teams like the Royals. It gives a bad team like the Royals a much better chance to win an extra inning game than going up against, let's say, the 2015 Royals. How are you going to beat that team with that bullpen? How are you going to beat the Royals with that bullpen in 2015 in extra innings? Hard to do. Now you start with the guy on second base. We love this. We love the rules changes. It is up to Cotuero and the Royals manager the Royals manager and his coaching staff to figure out how to way to use these things to win some games against teams that are better than the Royals. And I think they can do that. And I think one of the ways they did it in Tampa and one of the ways they could do it here is they have stockpiled big arms, big, powerful arms, some of them major league relievers who've been good. And let's be honest, if you get through the first six hitters in most lineups, that's the first two innings, somebody comes in and is effective, or maybe a couple of guys got on and you've gone through the lineup one time. If you got a couple of relievers that haven't pitched in a couple of days and they can come in and start the game that way and get through them, then you bring Brady Singer in for the second at bat for everybody. And he gets second, third, and maybe fourth at bat if he's really got it going and you've got a lead. It changes everything. It's going to be really interesting to see. New baseball is fascinating to me because we don't know what the Royals will do, but they have gone from being a team that was mostly we're using our eyeballs to scout players. We're using our gut to tell us who our best players are and how we want to play. And it was probably 65-35, right? That's about what the Royals were. 65% old school, 35% new school. That's flipped. 
that's flipped now. The Royals have said, we're going all in. We got to go, we got to, we got to go all in on these things. I think they won 65 games last year. Vegas says 69 this year. I'm going to take the over. I think the changes in the way that they will manage games and approach the game and all of the analytics and metrics that they will use and the rules changes, I believe, will benefit the Royals. I think they can steal more bases. I think they can slap the ball and get more guys on base. I think all of these things could be beneficial to the Royals. I'm going to take over 69 in Vegas. I'm going to go with that. I, I'm, I'm absolutely spot on and going with that and looking forward to it. My friend Doug Horn is a big Royals fan. Doug Horn is obviously the CEO of Horn Law Firm in Independence. They work in Missouri and Kansas. If you've ever been injured in a car accident, you know how devastating this can be for you and your family. Doug has 32 years experience in the Kansas City area working with families just like yours when an accident happens. Whether it's a simple insurance claim for your car that you're fighting with an insurance company and you've got a an issue with some other driver and their insurance company and don't want to use your insurance, he can be your advocate and help with that. Or if it's something more serious where you have an injury, and especially if you have a concussion, uh, Doug and his team know so much now about long-term ramifications of being concussed. It's important that you're protected down the road, not just your medical bills today. Horn Law is your advocate. This guy's a pro. He's an absolute pro. He's been doing it for 32 years. He is not a jump up and down and scream and look at me kind of man. He's not, and neither is Horn Law. They are professional and low-key. He's a great conservative. He loves America. He collects American flags. This is the man that you want to do business with. You can personally speak with Doug at 816-795-7500. That's 816-795-7500. 7,500 or online at hornlaw.com. I just couldn't more highly recommend anyone uh, getting to know Doug the way that I have for a situation for your family if there's an accident or an injury. I just, I couldn't recommend anybody more highly than that. Finch Knife Company is proud to present the Hatfield Collection, brand new collection of Finch Pocket Knives. If you love the Finch Pocket Knife you've bought, wait till you see the Hatfield Collection. Log on to finchknifeco.com and check it out or head to Shields in Overland Park or the Bullet Hole, there might be a retailer near you as well. There are retailers all over the website at finchknifeco.com. If you don't live in Kansas City, if you live around the country or around the world, we've sold knives off the podcast in the Netherlands. (laughs) Love that. Go to finchknifeco.com and look at the retailers or just order from the website. finchknifeco.com. Check out the Hatfield Collection, just released last Friday. And keep life from getting dull with a Finch pocket knife online at finchknifeco.com. Dr. Jeremy Fry and his team at Fry Orthodontics with 13 locations. I mentioned earlier this week, my niece will be going next week for her first appointment at Fry Orthodontics in Lee's Summit. We love that. She's going to get a beautiful smile for life. And she's going to get the white glove, gentle, fun treatment at Fry Orthodontics because that's the order of business. Dr. Jeremy demands that at all locations of Fry Orthodontics and with all the orthodontists that he hires. They are absolute professionals dedicated to your smile and your experience. Nobody wants this to be in any way anything less than professional and fun and something that is not cringeworthy. Get that perfect smile, whether it's Invisalign or braces, it's the same price online at fryorthodontics.com. Okay, here's an update on our Tuesday podcast, which, wow, did this thing, I, I don't know if it went viral or what. It is, Tuesday's podcast is, 
Like, it's got more downloads than our Super Bowl podcast. I don't know what happened, but I went off a little bit on travel and people, and I've gotten so many emails of people saying, this is fantastic. Where did you come up with the idea of paying by the pound to fly on an airplane? I said, well, I didn't. FedEx did. <laughs> FedEx did this. If you, if you want to send something cargo, they're going to weigh it and tell you how much you pay. <laughs> and so I know it's not doable. It's not possible. They, Southwest at one point tried to say if you weighed a certain amount, you had to buy two seats. That didn't go over. The left came after them and, and wanted to cancel Southwest Airlines for that. So that didn't work. But my God, you people love this idea. <laughs> love the idea of pay by the pound. Listen, I'm not a small man. I'm close to 200 pounds, so it's not going to be cheap for me. You know, uh, would I lose 10, 15 pounds to save money for a flight? Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And I don't know how you'd enforce it. But wow, oh, wow. I thought I was going to get clobbered on this one. I didn't get one negative email on that. I just got texts from friends and emails like, that is the greatest idea ever. And all of your stories about big sitting next to big people on airplanes that have just, just made your flight miserable wasn't really my intention. The intention of my story was all the scammers out there. And I told you the story about the 28-year-old man that looked perfectly healthy being pushed in a wheelchair and six family members in tow. Looked like maybe a wife, couple of kids, the grandparents, and all, they just went all the way through this security line in Punta Cana and got past everyone, went right to the front of the line. We met some people last week while there that live in or near Omaha. Nice young couple, wonderful people. He works for, uh, he's an executive, works in the corporate office of Earl May, the garden centers. And so he and my wife hit it off, started talking about plants all day. I mean, they just geeked out talking about plants. That's just what happened. It, it just did. And he was a cool guy. He's a cool guy. His wife's wonderful. They're nice people. But listening about the plants, man, I had to get up and go for a walk every now and then. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, these folks, it, it turns out, were going home the day after us. And because they met us, and he'd been in Omaha, he's like, what do you do? And Jessica just told him right away. Jessica met him, like walked up to the bar to this couple. Hey, where are you from? What do you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. They started talking about plants. What's your husband do? He does a podcast. Oh, boy, it's on now. So they decided, and they're conservative. Most everybody at this place we were, we were vacationing was conservative. It was crazy. Uh, anyway, so he found this out, wanted to know about the podcast. And then apparently he listened to the Tuesday podcast and Facebooked Jessica, which I don't do, and said, oh, my God, you guys didn't see what was going on at the Punta Cana Airport? I'm like, no, we didn't see what was going on at the Punta Cana Airport. There were dudes outside. Well, the whole thing is outside. There's no inside. It's Boone's County. It's one giant tiki hut. There were guys out front, shall I say, with these wheelchairs, and they were offering for 20 bucks a free ride to the front of the line. That was it. It's a scam. It's a scam. So I, I'm telling you, we watched 20 people go around us in wheelchairs. I'm like, there's no way there's this many people that need wheelchairs. It was a complete and utter Dominican scam. Hey, I got a wheelchair here, and these people are hired by the airport to be there in case you really need a wheelchair. And if you really need one, you don't have to pay them. But these dudes aren't regulated. They're standing out here bored. There aren't enough people getting out of vans with chairlifts. And so there's like 10 of these, five or 10 of these dudes, right? Because we saw them all. And they kept shoveling back and forth, shuttling back and forth with, with people in wheelchairs. It's a giant scam. 20 bucks. We'll take your whole family to the front of the line because we throw one of you in the chair, and you're all coming with us. Oh, I feel so much better. 
I, you know why I feel better? Because I was right. I told you this whole thing was a scam. What we saw on this vacation was a complete and utter scam. And for some reason, we just allow this crap now. Like, the whole world doesn't care about anything anymore. Oh, we just allow crap everywhere. And we certainly have done that. So I'm pleased to let you know that the scam is fully on in many countries on the wheelchairs and traveling. And it is not, well... It still says something about the person. At least they didn't walk up and lie. They're in, in on it with the person who's pushing them. They're all liars. They're all frauds together. It's called a con job. And we now recognize it for what it is. We also recognize bstock.net for what they are. You know, Kansas City's famous for a lot of things. Football, fountains, barbecue. Our best-known secret is bstock electronics, and here's why. Other cities don't have bstock.net. Okay, they've loaded up their warehouse. They're an internet online company. They ship all these electronic products, laptops, tablets, computers, televisions, unit appliances. They'll ship them anywhere, but it's costly to ship them. If you live here, the discount of whatever it costs to send something somewhere is just passed on to you. Most items at bstock.net, anything that I just described is typically 30% less than Best Buy or Nebraska Furniture Mart. People in other cities do not get this chance. You've always thought of Best Buy and Nebraska Furniture Mart as low prices or maybe Costco or something like that. B-Stock blows them all out of the water. Log on to their website, see what they have before you go, or call them and say, I'm looking for this item. Send them an email and say, when you get this in, let me know. I'm looking for this specific computer. They're going to get it in at some point. B-Stock.net, 14680 South Flaming Road. Colbert Hills Golf Course in Manhattan now accepting reservations for your group to stay and play golf with a 15% discount using the promo code KKHI. You can do this online at colberthills.com or you can email Joni, J-O-N-I, Joni at colberthills.com. You can arrange catering to the lodge. You can take key employees. You can go on a buddy trip. You can have this be the first leg of your trip of Golf Kansas. You can play Colbert Hills a couple days, go to Prairie Dunes, Flint Hills National, some of the great courses around the state of Kansas. If you're going to do that, more of a, a close-by golf trip with your buddies or a corporate outing. If you've got clients you want to entertain, up to 16 people can stay at the lodges. They can cater in all the food, or you can go right next door to the restaurant called Colbert's, obviously, at Colbert Hills, online at colberthills.com. Save 15%, book your tee times and everything for your stay and play golf at colberthills.com or email joni at colberthills.com. They've got a 75-inch big screen in the family rooms of these lodges. You can watch the NCAA tournament in there if you want to go play later in March and have a weekend getaway and watch basketball and play golf and do all those cool things. It feels like vacation. There is no, you know, there's no real hidden secret that it doesn't matter if you travel a thousand miles to go play on a golf trip or you travel a hundred miles, you're not at home and you're in a five-star accommodation on a world-class golf course at Colbert Hills. Fun stuff. Joni at colberthills.com. Mention KKHI. And of course, Ron Buck and Buck Roofing. I think he put the roofs on those lodges. I think he did that. He's a huge sponsor of uh, Kansas State Athletics as well as with all kinds of teams in this area. He does Greg Gurley does his spots for KU. Ron Buck's just a huge sports fan. He loves it all. Giant Chiefs fan, I think, above all. But mostly he's a fan of making sure you've got a good roof over your head. And he's really good at it. And he's been doing it for a long, long time, and I've known Ron forever. He's a personal friend. 913-384-2680. After a long winter, you should probably get your roof inspected. It is free. 913-384-2680. You'll sleep well. Knowing Buck Roofing fixed the roof over your head.
All right, there's a thing called chat GTP out there, and I can't sit here and explain to you that I know exactly what chat GTP is. It's artificial intelligence, but let me cut to the short of what it is. And the short of what it is, is it's Google, but you basically talk to it. And I don't know whether you talk to it or you type to it. I really don't know, but it's artificial intelligence and it's the next big thing. And some people think Google may may be in trouble or their stock may be in trouble going forward because it's going to become the search engine of the past, a dinosaur, if they don't catch up with chat GTP. I'm not doing it. And I, you know, Google, what they don't like about Google, people says it gives you a list and it's prioritized by who pays how much money. And so they don't like that. But I've still found that I can go find information that's honest through Google. I may have to work at it a little bit. The first five stories may be all left-leaning and I don't trust them. I got to find other sources to find the information that I'm looking for. And I could have learned how to navigate through that. Chat GTP, they're just telling you that all you get is the facts. Well, that's not true. I first heard of Chat GTP two weeks ago. I don't know if you've heard of it or not. It's the next big thing. And it is not taking long for conservatives to find that it is also a fraud. And there is a man that decided to go out there. He is the founder of something called Junk Science. His name is Steve Malloy. He's published a lengthy exchange that he had with Chat GPT, beginning with a simple question, quote, is CO2 warming a hoax? Immediate and quick response from ChatGPT, no. It's a widely accepted scientific fact. Malloy then responded, but why has there been no global warming since 2015, despite 500 billion tons of emissions? ChatGPT, it's important to note that short-term temperature variations do not necessarily, okay, so he's getting the rigmarole. Then the bot went on to claim there is, quote, clear evidence, unquote, that the 500 billion tons of emissions have contributed to global warming by pointing to temperature records at the National Ocean and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, over the past decade as the hottest ever recorded. The past decade, the hottest ever recorded. That's what he initially got. Malloy then presses chat GPT on why NOAA's data show there hasn't been any warming since 2015. There has, in fact, been no warming since 2015. The bot responds back, there has been warming since 2015. Malloy continued, here's the data. And he put a graph in there and a chart and everything that scientists do. And then he wrote, when you said the N- about NOAA global temperature data warming since 2015, you are wrong. It is false. Chat GPT responded, quote, I apologize for my earlier response. It is correct that NOAA's global temperature data shows that there has been a slowdown in the rate of warming since 2015. But you are still wrong because ChatGPT added, the years of 2015 and 16 were warm records. Global surface temperatures have not increased at the same rate in the years that followed. Malloy says, you're still wrong. The NOAA global temperature data for 15 through 22 show no warming trend at all. In fact, NOAA data report a slight cooling trend. ChatGPT responds, I apologize for any confusion caused by my earlier responses. You are correct. NOAA global temperature data for the period 2015 through 2022 clearly show that the rate of warming slowed down and there has been no net warming during that period. Wow. Malloy responded, you don't need to apologize, but you do need to admit the NOAA global temperature since 15 has shown no rise in global warming through 2022. 
Now, these are not human beings on the other end. This is not, you know, when you're online with a company and they say, join the chat room, and there's a person on the other end, you're kind of, this is AI, it's artificial intelligence. So they've got algorithms they built in, and they have clearly built their algorithms in for liberalism. Do not trust chat GPT as fact or science. This is about to open the floodgates. Chat GPT, at, at, a very, at its infancy, they can make billions, maybe even into the trillions of dollars long-term because they're the first in the game. But the only way they're going to do that is if people believe it. They are very, very young. And they're getting challenged by the right, right and left. And this is awesome that Malloy has done this. This is fighting back and this is winning. If only people on the left are going to develop these things and put them out there, and then everybody's going to use them, and they're going to use them as tools to indoctrinate people to think liberally, it is imperative that we on the right find ways to challenge these and prove them wrong. And creating doubt by what the AI bot at ChatGPT is telling you is an awesome start. Just an awesome start. I will nominate yesterday, the 23rd of February, as the worst day yet for the press secretary at the White House and everything going on with Corrine Jean-Pierre. Okay, I don't know where to start. She referred to President Biden herself as Obama, laughed it off. She had two staffers quit yesterday. This is all in one day. Wait, wait, this is one day in the White House press corps. If there's something I know about, it's news conferences. And I've watched a wide variety of teams in Kansas City or agencies around the country, NCAA, Major League Baseball, NFL, the way they handle news conferences. I've seen people who are excellent at this and people that are absolutely dreadful at it. It's remarkable, the variance. This might be the worst I've ever seen. The White House may have the worst press staff, and news conferences of anything I ever covered. And that includes like minor league baseball, like the T-Bones or when they were the T-Bones or the old Kansas City Blades. They handled press better than this. T-Bones are now the Monarchs. They handle press better than this if they have an announcement in a news conference. They do. So Corrine Jean-Pierre refers to her boss as Obama. No, no gaffe there. I think Obama's calling the shots and I think they all want Michelle Obama to run. I think I think all of these people say Obama like, a hundred times a day. This is not like we don't run around and say George Bush a hundred times a day. They say Obama a hundred times a day. They think about Obama all the time. He is, well, I don't want to be blasphemous, but they look at him like Christians would look at Jesus. They do. He's their savior. So for her to say Obama doesn't surprise me, that was bad enough. She had two staffers quit. That wasn't good. Oh, but it was her deputy press secretary that really, really peed the bed on Thursday. His name is Andrew Bates. And they went full cycle mode of deflecting a negative attention away from Pete Buttigieg on Thursday, who was touring in Ohio where the train crashed, and trying to point out that Elaine Chow was the former transportation secretary and there were train wrecks when she was there and nobody badmouthed her for the job that she's doing. And so they're trying to defend Pothole Pete. And Corrine Jean-Pierre made a statement and a gentleman named Greg Price tweets out the statement from Corrine Jean-Pierre. And basically he's, he's with a company called X Strategy, but before that he was with Daily Caller, which is a conservative site. Greg Price is a staunch conservative. And he tweets out basically, here's Corrine Jean-Pierre 
you know, spewing filth. Here it is. It's not true, whatever. So Andrew Bates takes this tweet and retreats it as an example of how they're picking on Pothole Pete, but they didn't pick on Elaine Chow this way. Well, Price is on to him and either knew it was coming or the second time it was coming. He changed his name, not from, not from Price, it still said that, but at the bottom it says tweeted by, and you can put anything there. I could change mine to tweeted by podcast boy today or Jessica's husband tomorrow or Cabo's dad. There's all kinds of things you can call it. Greg Price went on to his Twitter account feeling like it was going to get retweeted again. And he changed his name to Joe Biden showered with his daughter. (laughs) Which he did. It's in his daughter's diary that it was creepy and wrong, but he showered with her. These people are sick, by the way. They're sick like a lot of liberals are sick. Sick and twisted, and it always has to do with either skin color, drugs, or sexuality. It's all twisted. It's all twisted. And, and so Greg Christ changed his name on his Twitter account at the bottom account. This was tweeted by, quote, Joe Biden showered with his daughter, unquote, with a blue check mark. <laughs> this idiot Andrew Bates, the deputy press secretary, retweets it. He puts it out there because it's a video of Kareem Jean-Pierre. He was just trying to get the video of KJP out there. And at the bottom, this is a retweet from a guy called Joe Biden showered with his daughter. Oh, I haven't gotten to the best part yet. I mean, that's a fireable offense. Andrew Bates should be, if I'm Joe Biden, how Joe Biden hasn't fired anybody. How is Joe Biden not firing Andrew Bates today? for this. You're the president of the United States and he retweeted something that says Joe Biden showered with his daughter. How do you not fire this man? This I'm going to say a word right now. I am I am I'm not going to say it. Joe Biden is the P word. He is absolutely weak and feckless and pathetic. How does he not fire this guy? He retweeted something from Greg Price says Joe Biden showered with his daughter. That ain't the best part. Here's the best part. They can't delete it. It's a government account. It's a federal government account. They cannot delete it. It becomes part of the National Archives, the record of the Biden administration. So entered in to the Biden administration from their own people, their own account, their own admittance, their own tweet that can never be deleted, Joe Biden showered with his daughter. Unbelievable. How do these people keep their jobs? And when is Joe Biden going to say, you know what? We're not just going to hire people based on skin color or sex preference anymore. We're going to go find some people that are qualified and have them do the damn job. Joe Biden isn't doing very well on the job. Homeowners in the last six months of 2022 lost $2.3 trillion. Home values in America, the last six months of 2022, Lost value of $2.3 trillion. That is the worst since the housing crisis of 2008. There's nothing more for me to add other than you better stay in your home and make it as good as you can possibly make it. And Window World is there to help you with that. As an original founding sponsor of KKHI, we're proud to do business with Window World. John Gillette and his team are the best. Simply the best for less, in fact. They have the J.D. Power and Associates Award, again, for customer satisfaction. They do doors, windows, and siding with lifetime warranty, made in America, 0% financing available. They're the official windows of the Chiefs, and they would love to make your home more energy efficient. 
Uh, keep the summer air out this year. Keep your air conditioning bills down. Keep the water out when the spring rains come. If you've seen some leaky windows, call Window World, 816-799-0820, online at windowworld.com. 360 Document Solutions is the company you need to make your company just a little bit better. And I got to tell you how to do business. They don't know how to run your company. They can just help you with things that make it more efficient. Your IT solutions, your machines that you have, they can help and it will work. They can also save you money, which any company wants to do. Contact Mark over at 360 Document Solutions. Get a free analysis of all your document technology, all of your IT programs, complete review of current costs, and just take a look at what their suggestion is for a solution that could be real and tangible benefits to your company. 360documentsolutions.com, anywhere in western Missouri or the entire state of Kansas. 913-745-5344-360documentsolutions.com. Elon Musk is in the news again today. Elon Musk was asked on Twitter, when is everybody going to finally admit our COVID response was a scam? And Musk responded, quote, it's coming. He's been teasing the Fauci files for quite some time. Musk says he was waiting on a key researcher to come through Twitter and help them. And that person was only available in February. So we're to presume that this month, maybe concluding now, this key person, key researcher came to Twitter and began helping them with the scam that was COVID response. I think I might be more interested in this than the other stuff. The other stuff was slam dunk. We knew it. We, we didn't learn anything new. We may learn some new stuff here on how they did this. I want to see emails from Twitter to Fauci, the NIH, the CDC, the White House, Congress, Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, who knows who. I want to see these about this COVID scam. I want to see it all. I want America to learn what a fraud these people are and what a fraud Fauci was from the beginning. If you have one knock on Donald Trump's presidency, one, it was he bought all in with these people his last year. When COVID started, and I, I'm not saying I would have done different, and I didn't criticize at the time, it's all he had. You're only as good as your generals on the battlefield, right? He had Fauci and Scarf Lady. That's what he had. He had to rely on them. But my goodness, of all the things, if Trump wins again, clean out the generals, get rid of the woke in the military, gut the federal government, and in these agencies, these really important ones, like our national health in response, let's get some conservatives at the top, some fair-minded people that aren't in it for the pharmaceutical companies. That would be a wonderful, wonderful thing. Baseball was our lead today, the Royals season. And if you'd like to go to a Royals game this year, tickets for less can hook you up with great seats, like the crown seats right behind home plate. Have you ever done that? Sometimes these things go at a discount close to game time. You can, you can save big, and you can always save using the promo code KKHI at ticketsforless.com. But it's also concert season. They're coming up everywhere. And it doesn't matter. If you're traveling this summer on vacation and you want to go to a sporting event out of town, or a concert somewhere else. I've had people say they went and saw George Strait in Dallas, or we've done that before. We've seen some events and concerts out of town. Doesn't matter where you're going. Maybe you're going on vacation this summer, and you're going to see the Royals on the road. Get your tickets before you go with ticketsforless.com. Better Business Bureau certified. I've known these folks personally for 15 years. I knew them 
when they had four employees, they now have 90. They're basically a national company, but based in Kansas City, they still really love and respect local service. That's why they keep the local phone number for anyone that lives in our area. If you want personal attention and service for anything going on in or around Kansas City, call Tickets for Less, 913-685-3322. The Big 12 tournament is just around the corner. Get some good seats. Get some good seats. You want to go to the NCAA tournament with the Missouri Tigers? How about that? There you go. Ticketsforless.com. That's ticketsforless.com. Uh, get to Missouri Arena. Get to Allen Fieldhouse for the final couple games. Get to Bramlage for the last game. Ticketsforless.com. Promo code KKHI. There's always a discount at checkout. It's typically between 5 and 15% off your order. Why wouldn't you do that? Enter the code online, KKHI, or mention it when you call them at 913-685-3322. Proud to be affiliated with ticketsforless.com. Fun podcast. Enjoyed talking baseball. Looking forward to uh, listening to some games, watching some games. Oh, by the way, my mom was very concerned about this. And I know you love hearing about my mom. She's like, what's going to happen on opening to when the game started? Are they going to be on TV? I'm like, yeah, they're all going to be on TV. For this month, it's still Bally Sports, I presume, because they're not in default of their contract until the end of the month. But when that happens, nothing's going to change for you. Think of this as like Nextel turning into Sprint, turning into T-Mobile. If you had a Nextel phone back in the day and you haven't switched, you've gone from Nextel to Sprint to T-Mobile. That's all this is. It's just going to change the name of it. It's not going to change if you currently have the Royals games how you get it. It will likely lead to a change for you to get the games if you didn't get them the last year or two. There will likely be an expansion of coverage because the Royals will want that, and they'll basically take over their own television operations. So it's probably good news for some Royals fans out there if you want to see Royals games this year. And don't forget, you get your tickets at ticketsforless.com. Appreciate you listening to KKHI. We had a big week, man. Downloads were way up. I, I told Jessica, I don't know what happened. I got 500 more Twitter followers, and now the downloads are up this week. I'm like, did people miss us? This is crazy. Were we missed last week? Because the downloads are up, and I love it. It's so kind of you to tell others about it, and it does seem to be growing. And this has been one of, actually, this has been one of our biggest growth weeks ever by numbers, not by percentage, probably, but just by the sheer numbers. It's been a great week. Maybe it was my travel rant. I don't know. I, maybe I need to do more of that. Maybe I need to get off politics and sports more and just do life. I, I love poli- sports, politics, and life. Boy, Tuesday's podcast was a whole lot of life, and it was extremely popular with many of you. Let me know what you think. You can always shoot me an email, Kevin at KKHasIssues.com. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. (laughs) 